Yes, folks, it's June 6th, the 75th anniversary of the D-Day invasion. I'm Fred McMurray. This is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of his success in franchising. We got a great show today. I'm with my, well, I'm not in person with my co-host, Ray Pillar and Holly Ford. Ray, Holly, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, well, except for I'm on vacation here in Branson, Missouri, and it is raining cats and dogs, thunder. So if our studio audience hears a loud clap, it's not me being happy. <laughs> it's oh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 crazy here. It's, it's like 80 degrees. Of course, the humidity is like 100% because it's raining. And other than that, I'm happy. <laughs> All right. No storm in the Holly? beaches for you. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm happy too. It's um, Cincinnati, 85 right now. It was my car said 99 when I came out of a store into it from the hot parking lot of hell. Um, so yeah, so we went from 50 to 99 in a matter of a couple of weeks. But yeah, I think it's going to storm, so I'm going to get those cats and dogs over here too, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here in Shell Beach, it's in the low 60s. Interesting. So interesting. Is it gloom and doom June? Yeah, it's it's the June gloom, although the sun looks like it's trying to burn its way through. But last night on the way home, it was kind of like it was dark here and shot through the mountain pass into San Luis Obispo. And all of a sudden there was sun. And it's like, whoa, that's kind of creepy. But oh, well. My life is kind of creepy at times. So, hey, what can we say? We live and laugh, right? <laughs> That's right. Not right. you, Fred. You're not creepy. Not at all. I didn't say I was. I said my life was. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I said you were. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you did. So be happy you're in, in Cincinnati. You can't slap me here, yeah? <laughs> no, but no turkey call today for you. So, oh, now today. That, 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 uh-huh. See, you keep it, annoying right? the guy who's got the, the, the board, and you'll get – I keep telling you, you're going to get muted. How about – here, so, i got a deal. i got a deal, Fred. If I don't flip you off the whole show, will you play the turkey call at the end? At the end, yes. If you don't flip me off in the it's whole show. It's going to be hard. There's I'm a, sitting on my uh, fingers. Look at me. <laughs> now we'll get to see if I can goad you into flipping me off. Yeah. Oh, no, so, this is going to be bad. <laughs> so, normally we're talking... Text? Does that count? Yes, that counts. Any types of okay. flipping Fred off Dude. by you count. All right. <laughs> I made the deal. All right. So, normally, as you know, we're talking to franchisees, franchisors, or uh, um, franchise professionals. But today, our show is a bit different in that we're talking with Super Joe Pardo of uh, podcasts and now TV fame as he goes through the process of starting a franchise, not of not becoming a franchisee, but he's a startup franchisor, which I thought was like really cool. And we need to incorporate uh, him as an ongoing white paper or case study into the pillars of franchising book due out next year. So Ray, Oh, yeah. Say hello to Joe and, and, and Holly. Say hello to Joe. Joe, say hello. Hey. hey. Hi, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe. Pardo. I like the name. Thank How you. you. Super Joe. 
It's an honor to be here. I, I am feeling wonderful. I, I hope everybody, you know, you guys are feeling wonderful. Our weather out here is not that wonderful. It's a little, uh, it, it was nice, and then it got really hot and then rainy, and now it's just kind of humid and like 80 and sticky. So it's so uh, where are you? Not that nice. I yeah, am I right outside that. of Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, Philly, okay. okay. Home oh. of freedom. Philadelphia. I've you. heard about the people that live in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have. I have bet you have. I, so I, I, I'm going to leave it at that. You better leave it at that. So instead of flipping yeah. off me, she's flipping off the guest. Really good move. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's fine with it. Gosh. Fred's so sensitive. It's really hard, man. I've become Californiaized. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> so now that we've ended more, I know Just we've ended colors of it all. I did. I know it does. Although out here they still say I'm insulting, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> In California, I bet you are. <laughs> a, a good friend of mine out here, who I met after I got out here, told me about now about eight months ago. I've been out here for over three years, and he goes, you know. You've gotten much better. You're no nowhere near as insulting to everyone out here as you used to be. And it's like, yeah, they tell me I've mellowed back in Chicago too. So <laughs> I said I, I can it. get more insulting, guys, any day of the week. It's it's it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Dude, that should be a treasure for them because they don't get that. So it, it should be like, oh, look at this. It's like a novelty. You should be the token <laughs> insulting guy. That's right. me. God you can hire him for that. Holding it back this past week. So, first, tell us about your <laughs> podcast, Joe, and and your television show. You got a new television show too. Yeah, we're it's uh, it's in production currently. Um, yeah, the podcast started five years ago. It's called Business with Super Joe Pardo. Uh, it started out as, as the Dreamers uh, Dreamers podcast, where I was interviewing like interesting people, doing interesting things, uh, living their dreams, inspiring others, and they and they. Over time, it, it just kind of dove into business, which is my, my background is growing up in a family business. So uh, it could be, eventually became Business Podcast of the Year uh, for 2017 from podcastawards.com and then turned into uh, – right after that, I was like, well, you know, I think it's time to change the show's name. Uh, you know, well, well, the award, time to change. Uh, <laughs> and took it to Business with Super Joe Pardo, uh, where it, it's a focus on – uh, the team, the offer, and the process. I still do some interviews here and there uh, with different business owners from around the world, um, as well as uh, you know experts in different fields that business, you know, the business owners that listen, the entrepreneurs that listen to the show can get a lot out of. Um, and so, it's just a, a, an avenue to be able to deliver, um, you know, great business-related content uh, for growth. So then the TV show came out of that because uh, a network uh, called Biz TV reached out to me. It was like, hey, we, we love what you do. We would love to, you know, have you, uh, all, you know, on our network. We want to get you in there. And I'm like, oh, well, that sounds awesome. And it, and it was like, oh, well, uh, you know, most of our shows seem to be like talk shows, that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I, but I already do that, right? I got the podcast. I'm, 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 I do a YouTube channel based around the same content. I'm good, right? Let's, let's focus on helping small businesses. Because if, if I didn't have enough going on in my life, let's, let's focus on helping small businesses that are struggling to grow or struggling to survive. 
And out of that came the top with Super Joe Pardo. We filmed uh, within three months. We went from not, like having a show concept to uh, having the first episode, which you can actually go watch on YouTube right now. It's a pilot episode. Um, and I'm currently produ- working towards producing more episodes. Uh, hopefully in the next year or so, we will have uh, enough episodes all together because it's like 26 episodes for a season. And these things are a pain. <laughs> it's, it's actually way more complicated. But I think I got the process down. I, I do all my own editing. I do all of my own shooting, my own stunts. I do Ooh, all wow. my own driving. Yeah, so it's, uh, I have like one film person. I, I try to keep it light and lightweight so that we can – uh, be very flexible with, with what's going on. So we have a few episodes uh, shoots coming up in the not too distant future. And hopefully by the time I get to like six or seven episodes, we'll, we'll start to look at when we can plot for uh, a launch date for the show onto the network, which will be in 40 markets. Which is so, uh, what, what's your show going to be? <laughs> Tell us about your show. What are you doing? Super Joe. So, so what I do is I go to small, uh, like a small business, that is struggling to survive or struggling to grow. And I go and I help them focus on their top, which is the team, the offer and the process. Uh, So we, so, and, and along the journey, it's not just me. I actually take a uh, guest expert with me. So depending on what special need that they have, I, you know, I reach out into my huge Rolodex of of guest experts that I have, you know, friends I've made over the past five years. Uh, in podcasting, and I pull them in, and they get to ask questions. The business owner gets to ask questions to that guest expert. So it creates. Um, so it's more than just about me and, and like what I bring to the table, um, but it's also about like, okay, look, I know SEO, but I'm not the SEO expert, right? I can bring in the SEO expert. I have plenty of those. You know, I, I I'm working on building a franchise. I'm not the franchise expert, but if I was going to go and help a small business that was working towards that, I I'm looking at the guy right here. You know that I could I could help bring in uh, to to be that guest expert. So it's it's just a matter of finding the right people, plugging them in, uh, and getting the questions that they have answered. So I mean, these are real people with real businesses. Uh, some of them are smaller than others. Some of them are further along than others. It's just a matter of of um, working with them to to understand what their roadblocks are and figure out how we can apply, I can apply the the, the top formula to uh to their business and to their life because businesses are like uh you know they're they're like this this uh can can uh, mug mug yeah they're nice hard they want to run 24 7 but inside it's all gooey and water well this is water but water <laughs> inside you know and, and and the people are the water and it's they but they have their own outside issues right like they have their own things going on they have their own um you know issues of like family and money and it all, you know, the employees, the, the team members issues start to weigh on that person. And sometimes it's hard to see through the, uh, the what the trees of the forest. So that's what I, where I come in and, and help them in a way that's not just about the numbers, you know, helping them figure out their numbers, but also uh, helping them figure out how they get themselves straight because teams doesn't have an eye in it, but it has a me. And it's the team starts with the, the business owner. Yeah, okay, but so you're not going want... out there and being like Gordon Ramsay and cussing him out and the... uh, look, <laughs> sometimes you know, there's there's times where things are gonna get heated because it, it just depends on what their um you know, what the what the block is and what they what I feel that they, they need to hear at the time. It's, you know, sometimes they don't wanna hear it. 
You know, they're like, oh, yeah. I, I've been told that. I, I don't like the people that told me that before. I'm not going to like it because you're telling me it. Um, yeah. But it, but there's also, but there's a fine line too, right? Like when we recorded the first episode, um, so it, it, it's, it's a Etsy business owner who's been doing it for four years and she wants to take it full time finally. And, uh, you know, some of the things that she has going on is like, okay, she was going through a divorce. Uh, you know, moving into a new house, dealing with two kids that are, you know, almost teenage, you know, teenage years, like all these different changes and things going on, family issues, you know, health issues. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to go in there and yell at somebody about their personal life. I'm going to try to help them with their personal life in the process, but yelling at them is not going to change the fact that like, this is, this is what it is. Right. But the business aspect, the fact that like, you know, in the episode, we, we take a look at um, a gra- the, the garage. There's this huge space. Well, I mean, huge is a relative term. But there's a, a, per- <laughs> a per- percentage of space that could be used for something else, uh, like getting work done, like building the, uh, the, the uh, crafts and things for her store that was just being used for, st- like, blind storage. And it's like, look, everything has to pay rent. And, and you're paying, you're literally paying for this space to be taken up by something you don't even know what's in there. So it's one of those things where cool. you don't necessarily have to yell at the person. You just have to be willing to, to show where that where the light at the end of the tunnel is. Okay, so I want to point out – I want to comment on three things, Ray, and then you can go. One, to all the people that the, – the increasing avalanche of people on the website listening live, go ahead and chat. We'll get your questions on. Two – Holly is not wearing a hat, which is a, a uh, violation of sponsor code, um, and or sorry, co-host code. And three, there are three eyes in winning profitable team. Okay. That's really interesting, Fred. What I was going to say, uh, Super Joe, is that this show sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun to do, but how do you represent to your studio audience mm-hmm. problems with a business, especially from the personal side? Yeah, I was going to ask that too. I'm sorry. How do I <laughs> represent the problems with the business that you're mm-hmm. visiting, especially if they're, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine it'd be easy to represent some of the problems that are on the business side, but if you're, if, if the owner is having personal problems, how do you represent that to your studio audience? So it's it's a it's a it's a difficult balance, right? Because it depends on what the person is willing to open up about. Like with that said, like I I've had you know with having 350 interviews under my belt, uh, I I have a long history of, and even prior to that, I mean, there's a reason why I got into podcasting and interviewing people any in the first place. So I have a long history of, of talking with people and getting them to open up. I, my wife jokes that I should have been either a therapist or a, um, a, a guidance counselor at a school or something, but I feel like I'm a little too brash for, for the guidance counselor thing. Um, not for the students, <laughs> but, for, but for the faculty. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, so I, uh, but even the business side is hard, right? Because people don't want to talk about their failures. They, uh, they feel like, Oh, well, if they see that I'm a failure, they're, they're not, you know, why would people want to come and work with me? And I'm like, I had to explain this last night to somebody that I might be on the show. I'm like, look, I'm not going to tell you how to be the best 
baker. I'm not gonna tell you how to make rolls because you know what? I don't I don't know how to do that. I'm not even like I don't even cook at all. Um, and that's not what I'm coming here to help you with, right? I'm coming here to help you with your numbers. Coming here to help you get a process in place so that you can hire other people, uh, so you can let go of the reins a, a bit there. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be done in order for your greatness to shine. And 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 your greatness it has nothing to do with me telling you how to be a better baker, like absolutely zero. Um, other than if I think your product sucks, you know, then I'm, you know, then that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, outside of that, so getting people to open up about their personal life is, is a bit tough. And I will, I'll, I'll, I'll say like, um, the first episode with, with Sandra, it was, it was great. To, and I I thought at first it was going to be a problem because she didn't talk as much about how the divorce affected her as I wanted her to. She was kind of very guarded about that. Um, but, you know, ultimately it didn't really matter as much because there was still a storyline there that, that w- I was able to pull out of it um, that didn't have to revolve. Because the, the, the divorce doesn't define her, right? Like she, if this was like three years ago, it'd probably be a much different story, a much different show, a much different episode. So in this case, she's passed all that. This is about how the, the business lessons that she needs to, to learn and how – not only for her to learn them, but to teach them to other people. And that's the, that's really the key there. It's like, look, you, you have issues that other people are having. You can help them. Like I've already had so many people come to me and be like, Hey, you know, Joe, I really learned a lot from you that, that first episode. And I, and it's inspired me to, to, to make changes in my business from that, from, from somebody who's working out of their house to some, you know, as a, as an SE business owner, talking um and and the person talking about that is a person that has like a hundred employees so there's lessons there and they're universal it doesn't have to be so you know it's like to, to, to keep forgetting like oh well we all started somewhere like of course we all forgot you know started somewhere and and that's you, you gotta let like put the ego aside yeah that, that's, that's very true what, what right, one so of the I things gonna... that i've uh, found out is and when people ask me for advice and and then I go and ask them, well, did you, did you carry out what we talked about? It's, you know, <laughs> they said, well, I tried and it didn't work. So, <laughs> you know, how long did you try it for? Oh, a couple of days. Well, wait a minute. You're, you need to do this for six months at least. So you're going to find out if it's going to work. So I, I think a lot of people need a swift kick in the barrier <laughs> sometimes when, when, uh, you know, they're soliciting advice, and they they absolutely ignore it. What are you going to say, Fred? Well, I was going to say, actually, I agree with that, which is why we charge them for advice normally, um, so that way <laughs> yeah. we know that they're, they're going to – doesn't matter. Anyways, so Catherine, uh, chatting from the website, uh, her – uh, her question is, what advice would you give to those thinking about taking the jump and do not know where to start and how to consider entrepreneurship? I would say call me and I'll help you with marketing. But since you're our guest, we'll ask you. <laughs> well, you know, to, to make, so first off, you got to have some kind of runway. Um, you know, when I when I left, I didn't have uh, when I left my family's business. Uh, it was a hundred million dollar company, um, and it ended in a, in a fist fight uh, on April second, two thousand fourteen, and it was with my dad. So it was not not the best way of doing it. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason, right? And you have to 
Um, sometimes you have to realize like things aren't going to, ha- aren't going to pr- transpire if they don't happen the way they have to happen. So it, it is what it is. And, and the reason I say that is because not only because I, you know, I want people to, to hear, you know, my background, but I want people to understand like, that, you know, that maybe you can prevent something like this, either in your life or in somebody else's that, you know, so, um, don't let get th- things get toxic, but starting with a runway, which didn't have, uh, much of. Uh, you know, how many, how much does it take to live, right? Is it, is it, uh, for a six month, a year, um, then start, then once you figure out like, okay, how much do I need to make, then go back and say, okay, well, what's, what's my plan look like? Have I actually sold anything yet? Cause if you don't like, I mean, I wrote a book called sales won't save your business, but, but like, you got to have sales in order to have the business so you can say that sales won't save it, you know, <laughs> later on. Um, so, you know, have you made sales? Have you made enough sales? Have you made enough consistent sales? And what can you do? What kind of processes can you put in place to make those sales consistent so that you're not trying to like bank on some idea that's just like, oh, I see other people and this is how it's going to work for me. Cause it doesn't work that way. It, you really got to find your, you know, what makes you special and how you're going to make that trans, uh, transpire into your life. And the, the, the last thing I'll say uh, is, you know, I, I, I always say this is you got to build your business for your lifestyle, not your lifestyle for your business, because your business, again, is this hard, cold thing that's going to take over your life if you don't uh, <laughs> get in get in way of it. So hopefully it's something you really love doing. If it's not, figure out how to tweak it and turn it into something that you do love doing and make enough money at it so that you can maybe, you know, hire some other people so you're not grinding yourself into the ground 24 seven. Okay. So if I, if I'm, if I'm summarizing that, I heard you want to have some cash to live on. You need to be able to, whatever you're doing, you need to be able to make sales on it, sell it. And you should build your business so that if you really want to work a block away from the ocean and watch the whales and piss off the other co-hosts, you should do that. <laughs> Ooh, I came close to the finger, didn't I? I'm getting one for Ray. No, you got it from Ray. Thank you, Ray. I love you. I got one finger already today. So go ahead, Holly. Ask the next question. This is the game we play that no one ever sees: is how many fingers can Fred get flipped at him? <laughs> behind the scenes, love it. So, gosh, I. Do, you, do I have to call you Super Joe? That's my first question. No, I love, the, I love the rhyme. I'm all about it's up to you. <laughs> Sounds like you. Don't get in a right, fist, well, fist fight Joe. with him, and you're okay. Please, yeah, okay. I don't. I have Not, no intention. <laughs> so, Super Joe, I love it. I, you know, I stalked you a little bit here before the show. I was looking at your Twitter profile and all that good stuff, and you have, um, looks like a fantastic family, and it looks like you really have found a way to juggle your, your work and your, your home life balance. Um, it, it's beautiful from what I see. Um, what, what advice would you give our listeners out there who are coming in to buy a franchise, buy a new business? Uh, you know, what, what, what kind of things do they need to think about and do as they're coming into this to make sure – um, just banking off of your last statement that they that they put their um, their family or their work by life in in a good balance and in a priority role. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a great question, Holly. The 
so no, it's not perfect. It, it is definitely a constant battle of mental wit or mental willpower, I, w- I should say, on my end. You know, I, I constantly am in the, in the um, seat of if I'm not working, am I, doing, am I making progress towards what I'm supposed to be doing? And it's taken some time. Like, my, you know, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I've been married since 2012, and uh, we've been together since own eight. So, you know, one of the, the things uh, that I would look at is like, okay, if I'm, if I'm married um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, go do this thing, like get a, buy a franchise or uh, start my own business or whatever it is, is um, like screw what everybody else thinks, right? Like, is my wife or my husband or whatever significant other person, are they, are they really ready for what's to come? Are they ready for the fact that like, there's going to be times when you have to say, I, I have to get this stuff done because if I don't get it done, then w- w- you know, we're, we might be in trouble, right? Like we don't all have the ability to have a significant other that works, that that's bringing in in- income. Um, in my case, like I, I had to, right. uh, I had to come back here uh, to come to, to start building this franchise because my wife left her job as a teacher uh, because we had a second. It's funny because like when the money was, the situation was great. We have a second kid, and and then the second kid causes my wife to have to quit her job to stay home with uh, because we didn't have anyone else to watch the kid, and we weren't sending it to day, him to daycare because daycare is like like more than our mortgage a month. It's crazy. <laughs> and um, it, it was like, okay, well, I guess this is, this is what it is. And um, had to find other ways of, of making it work. So, uh, you know, m- you know, my wife, I'm very fortunate that I, I found somebody who understood, you know, a long time ago, you know, 11 years ago that, Hey, like I grew up, I grew up in a family business and you know, yeah, there's days where I'm working like 12 hours. Um, sometimes multiple days for 12 hours. Um, there's, so if you, if you have someone who's not comfortable with that, if you have someone who maybe grew up with a family like situation where it's like mom and dad have their pension jobs and like they, they don't understand, they want to create lots of animosity for this. Then I'm not saying that you shouldn't like follow your dreams, but maybe like pump the brakes and figure out another another angle, another direction that you can look at that can get you where you want to go, just maybe in a slower way, you know, uh, where it's not like, oh, I made two sales. All right, I'm putting my notice in tomorrow, and we're doing this thing, and we're going live. It's like, great. Well, unless those two sales are like, you know, $50,000 each, you know, $25,000 each, and, and you have a, a plan in place to get some more, it, it might not be the best opportunity. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to put yourself – you got you got to figure out what's what's best for you and your family um, first. And if you don't have a family, that's awesome. Go do it. Screw the, the 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 runway. Just just go figure it out. Especially if you you have nothing to your name anyway. Like what do you what is it that you have to lose? Amen. Yeah, you know I'm gonna we're gonna pay the bills. I know because Fred's ready to to do that. But just quick comment on that before we go to the break. <laughs> I was wondering um, about that, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, um, I, I'm alone. I've got some little ones, and, you know, my husband died a few years ago. So I, um, I do it myself. I, I um, left a job, a high-paying job, and, and really just threw it, caution to the wind, and started my own business. And, 
it's been the best move I have ever made. And <laughs> thanks for the fifth song. Thanks, Joe. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really exciting and great. And I I think it I think there's a constitution for it. I really do. But if somebody really has that passion to go do it, I think they're going to make it work with their family. I really do. Um, you know, it, there, there's nothing like um, a husband or a spouse who's going and punching the time clock nine to five every day who comes home and is miserable and turns on the TV and wants a beer and that's it, you know? Um, but that, you that, was, that was me. You, yeah, you know, people okay, you people ask my wife. It, and boy, you might not have as much time, but when you're together, it's good. Yeah? So Yeah, they asked her. They, they were like, oh, did, you know, what do you think? Joe, Joe left the business. Like, what, are you mad? Are you, you, and she's like, no, I'm happy. Because he's not coming home and like yelling every day he gets home from work that he's so frustrated and you know I had to like I had to sit down and like watch South Park or like uh, you know some comedy TV show to be able to unplug and hit the reset button like I, you know and that, that was that was no way that that was no way to live like I'm so grateful that I have a totally different outlook on life um, you know especially now that I have kids that I don't want to come home and be totally miserable. Not to say I don't have bad days right. once in a while, but like you know, to, to, to see that oh, he's always miserable. Like it, it, it makes you think. Right. No, I, I love it. But yeah, so like I said, there's a trade-off. You know, security versus being alive. You know. But it's not security. Yeah. It's not security. I mean, look, like Jim Carrey said it. You know, his dad worked at this factory for like thirty some years. He comes home and he's got a, you know, he got fired, and you know, oh well. Sponsor. 
hiring firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Varian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Varian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Varian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. And we're back, and Ray, I believe you have the next question. Well, I was wondering, uh, when we introduced uh, Super Joe, you said he was starting a franchise. And I I think, uh, for my clarity and our studio audience clarity, is that the TV show you're talking about that you're wanting to franchise? No. So my my family's been in trucking for, like, since like the, I guess like the late fifties, uh, something like that. And the, uh, it's, it's a long complicated story, but basically we had five companies, uh, and one of them being a truck repair shop. Uh, the largest of them was, uh, the truck parts company that was sold, uh, back a year after I left actually, uh, from the business It was sold to like a giant roll up company. Um, so my dad came back to work at the repair shop. Uh, to, well, he already owned it, but he, he came back to give his full attention to that. And that's how uh, I wound up coming back. Cause after, after him being there for, I guess it was about a year, about a year or so um, he, he started to, to get the business rolling again. He's a, he's a master salesperson. Um, and he got, you know, got the business rolling. So he's like, all right, well, I want, you know, once, um, once my, my son was born uh, in 2018, he started coming over every Friday and would sit on the couch and talk to me about what's going on. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm not really interested in coming back or anything like that. I, like, I've, I've lived that life. I'm, I'm good. Uh, and like I mentioned, I, you know, with my wife uh, leaving her job and we need to pick up a whole lot of income in a very short period of time. Uh, and the opportunity presented itself to say, hey, look, I'll come back. I want to, I'll help you grow this, but like, I don't want to grow this one shop at a time because that's just, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen what the other side can do at this point uh, from, from many different perspectives across the world with the, with the podcast and, and all the networking I've done. So like, how do I make, you know, how do we turn this into a franchise business? Well, there's a couple. Um, so this is a big rig trucks, right? So like, we're not talking about like little diesel trucks or little gas trucks. We're just talking like F, 550s and up, E350s and up, uh, Kenworth, you know, with Cummins engines and Cat engines and uh, all that, you know, the big rig kind of stuff. Like the, well, you're in RV, right? So we, we actually have several uh, Monarch and uh, Jayco's and lots of RVs as well because we, there isn't a lot, you guys get like very little service apparently. I, after working here, uh, I would probably not be that interested in buying a coach myself after learning that like they'll sell it to you but then you're pretty much up the creek uh without a paddle when it comes to getting any kind of service or any kind of responsibility taken for anything uh aside from maybe getting the inside of it fixed like oh i need a new microwave 
cool. I could go to Camping World for that, but like, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not getting a whole lot out of it. So it's it, which makes it tough. It's it, to me, it, it seems like it's a tough sell. But anyway, uh, so I I was like, okay, I'll come back. I'll help you you fix the process because um, they were on like paper. You know, it, it was it, you, there was really no easy way for them to tell. They had a computer system. The computer system was built in the '80s. I used to use the computer system for the parts business. It has like a service shop in it. Um, and I was like, okay, first thing we're going to do before we start like worrying about any kind of inventory or anything, like let's pick a system. Let's, let's do the research. And we, I spent like a month uh, talking with different computer companies, you know, uh, computer software companies and finding the one that is going to be most cost effective and the, the, the best one for us um, to build this model. So we had the most control over it. And that's really uh, what, you know, wh- where we ended up picking one just a couple months late, like two months later, uh, and then rolling with it and rolling it out to, to everywhere in the business. So a truck repair franchise. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I just want to yep. clarify that. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. That was really different than a... So you're starting up this franchise and a TV show. Yeah, and <laughs> that sounds like I have a lot other of work to me. Do. <laughs> well, I, and I mean, I, I have a, pod, uh, a podcasting conference in, uh, in here in the Philadelphia area called the Middle Ang Podcast Conference. Uh, I'm actually getting ready, and I haven't announced this yet. So, if anybody is listening, they're they're getting to hear something that uh, is coming. I, I'm launching my own clothing brand because through the conference and through doing my own podcast, I've done merch over the years, and I've just done my own designs. If you look at my books, there's all the artwork is, is from this brain right here. Uh, and people really love the shirt. So I'm like, you know what? I need to do, uh, I need to do a, a line finally. Like I, I want to be able to wear my own stuff. Um, so that's coming in the next couple of weeks or so. Like I, I got the, yeah. And it's not like, it's not like any other, well, there's a, there's a few others that are like it, but it's not just like me just putting out a bunch of designs all at once. Like, here you go. Like go buy something like, uh, it's called two, three, four threads and each there's only one design available at a time and it's only available for 234 hours. So about 10, like a little less than 10 days. And once it's done, it's, it's gone. Um, and then we have a Facebook group community that we're bu- that I'm building around it, uh, to support, uh, it's all for entrepreneurs, dreamers, and tech heads. Uh, so yeah, it's so uh, like, there's other things going on other than just a TV show, building a franchise podcast. MapCon, and I got a, you know, fifth book coming. So it, there's a lot of things going on at once. So wow. I just want to clarify. Our listeners are the first ones hearing about the clothing line. I, uh, there might be one other show that's going, yeah, you are, because I talked about that on another show that's not going live for a little while. So, yes, it is. <laughs> well, we, we love birds, that's for sure. All right. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh man, the applause Why? button's not working. The applause button's not working. Oh no! It's okay, we don't need no. Oh, we gotta have a manual applause. Yeah. Okay. Woo! All right, let's see. We're not clapping. I'm not. You're I'm, not I'm clapping. Woo! There we go. <laughs> I could whistle. Oh, Should I whistle? Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> This is horrible. The sounds aren't working. The sounds aren't working. Oh, no. Quick, Ray, say something. 
see Fred. Fred's a wizard with his little curtain in yeah. front of him, but nobody really realizes that. So, you know, when the sounds don't work. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're the first one who's gotten for, gotten it without saying the magic word. So, but yeah, with respect to the, the well, there's the magic word that you didn't say yet. But you're the first one who got that. So, don't, 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 and it froze up on me again, so we're doing well. Like, is he really going to keep that going? <laughs> yes, Sorry, I was trying to stop it. So I'm having problems with the soundboard. Sure you are. <laughs> Tell the producer. It's all right. Tell it is phone. what it is. Hey, um, so Super Joe, you've got six generations of family business that you've been involved in. So um, tell me a little bit about the ups and downs of that, because obviously you can probably speak really well to that when you're looking at other owners and you're – trying to optimize their businesses and whatnot. Um, I'd love to hear some stories. The, <laughs> a lot of the stories are not, not all the greatest stories. You know, a lot of them are the, there's, there's some good things, but there's some lowlights too. Um, you know, getting, getting family members to get along and want to be around each other outside of a business is really tough. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it's something that I, I don't know that if you didn't grow up in it, I, it's like I grew up in it and I still don't quite understand it. Cause like my dad will say things now and he's like, well, you don't understand what it was like when I was growing up and I had to deal get you know, all the screaming and the yelling and the people throwing stuff. And, and I'm like, Walk on cold yeah. The snow. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, I guess I would have, I guess I did put up with it for a number of years um, until like not having any more of it. So I, I would say, you know, funny stories. Um, I, I think one of the, one of the interesting things about uh, growing up in a, in a family business where you're working with your grandfather, you're working with your dad, you're working with uh, one to two aunts plus a, plus your sister. Um, and, and I mean, my great grandfather was around too, but I was, I was pretty young when he passed away. I was like probably like seven, eight years old when he passed away. Um, he, the, the dynamic of um, the roles of the people there and how everybody seems to think that they're like at the, at the top and doing, doing the things that they're supposed to be doing uh, is, is difficult. And I, and I also think it's, it's tough growing up in somebody else's uh, image and somebody else's like, this is how they're going to be and how they're going, what they're going to accomplish. And this is the, the life they're going to live. And, you know, especially when somebody that was like my dad, where he was like groomed for this from the, I mean, if it wasn't for the truck parts business opening up in 81 with my grandfather, uh, he would have been a mechanic here at the, here, here at this repair shop, not this specific location, but you know, at the, at the location prior to this. So 
because he was, I mean, that's what he was prior to, to becoming a, a salesperson at the age of like 17 and helping build that business. Um, but I, I think it's interesting because like my grandfather and my grandmother were very much, so here, here's the story. So I'm six years old. Uh, my parents were just getting divorced, right? Uh, or, or like in the midst of getting divorced or just got divorced. And I remember thinking to myself, I am the only boy. I am going to be expected to take over this family business because there's no cousins. There's like, there's, there's no cousins. It's just me and my sister. And I'm sitting on the floor at my grandparents' house and I'm crying about this. And my grandparents uh, were like, look, your uh, great, great grandfather, great grandfather, uh, you know, he, he swept floors or swept, swept streets uh, in Philly and, was, and, and became a huckster where he was selling uh, veggies and stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be proud of you no matter what you do. Like, you, you know, no matter what you do, as long as you do 100%, like, you got this. And I'm like, you know, that spoke a lot to me at the time and still does to this day because uh, when I would talk to my dad, I was like, yeah, I didn't have that benefit. It was basically, this is what you're doing. And even my aunts is like, you know, this is what you're doing. You're going to go and you're going to work in the family business and that's, it. you just play your role and everybody's going to get what they want because there'll be enough money to get what you want, but not enough to like, live the life that you want, you know, live the experience that you want, um, you know, constantly being uh, like, oh, you're going to, you know, I'm a big Disney head. So, I, you know, is anybody else a Disney head here? I'm, I, maybe just me. Okay. So <laughs> just you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to Disney World a lot, uh, you know, and, and, oh, you're going to Disney again and you're going to go run these races, like, uh, you know, have marathons and marathon races down there. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an escape, but it's an escape that I get to observe, 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 observe the, uh, the masters of process in the, in, in, in the process of being there. And uh, that was something that I, you know, I love about going down there. So it, it's just very difficult to, to, I, you know, grow up in what somebody else thinks that you're going to do. I mean, even to a certain Amen. extent now, like, like, I, you know, I, I still, I'm doing this interview, right? This is part of it. The, the super Joe Pardo brand, the, mm -hmm. the t-shirt business, the, uh, MapCon, the, uh, the, the TV show, the, uh, there's another deal that I can't mention yet that hopefully we got, I got my fingers <laughs> crossed to, to help. Uh, to help make that that deal go through. Uh, if that you know, if these things go through, like the way I see it is like this is all just a part of my journey, right? This isn't the journey. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a bit maybe a bit different than what other people would look at it and be like, oh, I got this thing and like I'm gonna hold on to it. But to me, like I'm not really motivated by money. I'm motivated by what I'm gonna leave behind in the wake of work that I create, whether it's books or music or you know, uh, t you know, t-shirts, artwork, doesn't matter what it is, podcast, TV show, people that I help, uh, family that I have, like that, that stuff matters the most to me. Uh, money is just a tool. And, and honestly, I have pretty much everything I want, which isn't overly extravagant in my opinion, but it's, I live in the house I grew up in. So if that tells you anything, uh, you know, we weren't exactly rich at the time in which it was bought. So, you know, I, I, I just, we have what we, you know, we have what we need and, and it's all good. 
Well, what, one of the things awesome. that comes to mind listening to you uh, is what do you envision for your children? You know, because it's it's the dream of every father to provide for their kids. You know, and your father, his dream was to provide for you via the business and you being in it. And mm-hmm. you haven't rejected it, but, I mean, he he's obviously taught you your entrepreneurship. And so you you come away with that. So he's I'm sure he's proud of that. Oh, yeah. So how about your children? How, what do you think? How, how do you envision your children? Well, you know, my daughter is big into like, I mean, she's three, so, you know, there's a lot of room. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's really into like uh, acting and singing and things. She wants to have her own YouTube show. Um, so, like, we're, <laughs> we're discussing. And, I mean, I can make all that happen. I ha- You know, I know how to edit videos, obviously. So, uh, I you know, it's something that I think that we could do together. And if that if that's what she finds interesting, I, you know, I, I just whatever it takes for her to be happy. And you know, I, I always when I when I talk to um to like school you know students, excuse me, I, you know, I always start with like, look, if you have this dream of like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go be you know a rock star, right? Awesome, I am totally for that. Here's what I don't want you to do. Invest a bunch of money in schooling. Because if you if you really want to do this rock star thing, the last thing you need is to be, A, wasting time going to school, right? And B, because uh, you can always do school after the fact, right? right? Like you could, that's not a thing that you couldn't do. Like say three years, at, okay, I'm 18. Three years from now, I'll be 20, 21. I'll have all these great experiences. And whether it works out or it doesn't work out, at least, I tried and I don't, I'm not sitting on a bunch of debt for something that I really didn't want to do anyway. And now I have, now I have no choice, but to go pay that debt down because how else am I going to, like, I have to try. So it's like you lower your ceiling. Um, and obviously I think rockstar is a bit of an extreme case. I mean, there's so few people can, can fulfill that, that, that role, but it, it's not, it doesn't matter. So, you know, fill that in with like, I want to do X. It doesn't matter what X is. Um, if you're really good at it and you've been doing it for a long time, just go do it. Like you don't need to go to school to find out if you can do it and, and shovel debt onto you, which puts you, puts the, the shackles on you. You know, and I, I think that's the thing that you know. Some people, are, uh, you know, when I was doing the Dreamers podcast, there were some people like, well, you know, how you know, hopes and dreams are going to pay my mortgage, and I'm like, yeah, but you you made that choice to have that mortgage. Like at some point, you agreed that like, hey, this is this is what I want. And, and I mean, we can change our minds obviously, but you know, you, you, you got to live, you know, you make the bed, you got to sleep in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And on that topic, um, a, I'll say for telling a bunch of listeners to not go to school and become a rock star, you're going to be hated by a bunch of parents, but that's okay because that's not really what you're well, saying, but no, I did that when my husband and I actually said that out loud to my kids, and one of my daughters put it on Facebook, and all of the world came crashing down that I, I had flipped, and it was, you know, really hilarious. Yeah, well, you so, had. so I'm, no, 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 this is true. I keep telling them to drop out of school, and they're all musicians and artists anyway, so, you know, why not, right? I'm kidding. Um, you I'm have really flipped, but that's okay. Do no, what you love. Do what you love. Screw what people tell you, yeah? Yeah. I understand no, that. I, I, absolutely. 
So well, well, right I, now, just uh, Fred. Fred's got to pay the bills. Fred's trying to go pay the bills direct. next, yeah, and then yeah. we can go back to arguing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, hey, thanks, bill, again Link, thanks again to the Link Logo Network for uh, broadcasting our show, and you can dial in at 323-580-5755, 323-580-5755, and you can continue to chat. It just takes me a bit when it goes bing, 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 and scares the crap out of me. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com, or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And as a reminder, you can fill out the form on the Pillars of Franchising website and get a copy. We will send you the copy of... Great, or the Franchise MBA, or as Holly will say when I finally let her talk again, you can fill out the form and get her book, which will let you give her name. However, <laughs> ah, yeah, we're going we're, we're to make her not talk yet. We're going to hit our last sponsor. And maybe, there we go. That's the first thing you're Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business or just too young to retire come to the great american franchise expo and explore your options meet face to face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands a wide range of price points and ownership models are available attend our free seminars on accounting real estate and marketing franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing the first 100 attendees will receive free vr goggles for free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And the next Great American Franchise Expo is September 7th and 8th at the Prime Osborne Convention Center in Jacksonville. And Holly, people can get a copy of your book, and what's the title? Yeah, it's called Create Your Own Wealth. It's a collection of two-minute topics in franchising, and it was born out of um, Fred's show, doing that little segment that I was doing for a while before I became um, really completely honored to be co-host here. really love what I'm doing. So uh, thank you, Fred, for the, the little plug there, and thanks for um, inspiring all those great topics in the book. Go ahead, Ray. You got the next question. He's not used to me complimenting him. He was completely no, silent. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't know oh, what to say. He throws the questions oh, to okay. me. <laughs> I, I, I might collapse here if I do, folks. It's not a heart attack. Just this is not a heart, One heart attack. Time, alert. Whatever. I'll, I'll get my game face back on later. <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. I don't want to have a heart attack here. Well, you know, one one of the things when uh, Joe was talking, one of the things I was thinking about was uh, the show called Undercover Boss. Where uh, uh, is is that going to be similar to your show, where you're kind of an undercover 
consultant? <laughs> Under wait, undercover what? <laughs> undercover boss. Yeah, that's, that's no, no, very, no, a very popular show. It is. I I think they still make the show, right? Like I know it was really, really popular when it first came out. I don't. I know it's moved around networks uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but I would say uh, I, I don't. I don't. Know, I would say. My, I mean, I would say my show is more in the line with The Prophet or Bar Rescue. Um, you know, those are two big inspirations uh, for the show. Uh, you know, I, I think Undercover Boss. I, I think that that. I think that could play an element of it with like a secret shopper kind of thing, but it just depends mm-hmm. on the type of business and the opportunity to, to do, you know, to, for it to fit in. Uh, I was thinking uh, Meg Roberts uh, was the, uh, was on that show with my franchise, Molly made. And uh, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And I think it, it gave our, our franchise a lot of coverage. So, uh, you know, if you're going to be visiting uh, businesses, uh, I assume that they're, what they're getting out of it is also coverage uh, uh, on your network. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I want to be able to uh, big up those people. And you never know, right? Like, I have a business owner that comes on the show. Like, that business owner later on could be my guest expert because they're really good at the thing that they're doing, not the thing that they had me come and help them with or had the other guest expert come with them. So, it, you know, again, it goes back to like, I'm not going to show you how to bake bread, but if like later on, one of the things that a restaurant is really screwing up is they can't make good bread. Well, guess what? I had, you know, so-and-so from season one on episode 20, he, that's all he does is he makes bread. So he's going to be my guest expert to show you how to, how to not suck at making the bread. So you have a, like a built-in follow-up. You know, because uh, you yeah. go back to the uh, business and say, okay, here we are, you know, six months later, how, how have things improved? Yeah, so I, I want to do um, some follow-up episodes, uh, maybe at the end of the season kind of thing, um, to follow up and see how, how things are playing out. Um, it just depends on where the businesses are. One of the things that I've had that's been tricky is getting businesses that are within the driving distance. So, like, from New York down to, like, D.C., I've had businesses from Wyoming, LA, Atlanta, Orlando, Mexico, like cool. And I get I write back to all of them. It's like, hey, I I absolutely would love to feature your business, but unless you can like afford me and a and a and a film person, uh, to, like pay for the plane tickets, put us up, get us a car, um, you know, it, it's going to get really expensive in a hurry, and and the, the show just isn't there yet. It just doesn't have the level of of uh, dollars behind it to be there. But I, you know, to me, like, even if the network were to pull out and say, Oh, we're not, we're not interested anymore. Like the show is still happening. um, No matter what, like it's, it's going to be on YouTube, no matter if it ends up on in, in, you know, those markets or not. So I I'm committed to to helping because it's all about creating and saving jobs. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to help people. And one of the best ways that I know how to is to, to mm-hmm. create and save jobs because it puts food on, on table for people. Absolutely. So you're not coming to, to see the Pacific then soon. Oh, well. bring your wife. It's really nice here. So it, I want to go back. It is nice. I've been there. It's very nice. I love the Nice to visit. Not to stay. So you know, <laughs> you're all welcome to come in and visit. If you can get to Ray, you can drive over in the mobile broadcasting studio one. So I want to go back to the uh, startup franchisor. 
So you're uh, what about a nine months, a year down the path? Uh, yeah. So turn- August. Yeah, was when I started. My original goal was um, 18 months to franchise. That I actually started up a. Uh, it was going to be a series in my podcast where I talked about what we were doing and all that stuff. And I've done little updates here and there. Uh, and some people have like reached uh, people I don't even know have reached out to me like, "Hey, how is this going?" And it's like. Well, part of the problem is uh, the people that I'm I'm working with didn't didn't get the vision. Um, I didn't do a good enough job selling the vision, I guess, of like, hey, look, if we document this process um, in a in a somewhat public way, it enables us to have a selling tool of trust later on. Now, with that said, like I'm still building trust through doing interviews like this, doing inter- you know my show, doing uh, the TV show, doing MapCon, doing all these other things. So that's still happening regardless. I, you know, I think that's one thing that I, I kind of wish I had uh, a little more leverage to do from the beginning was to document it because I think that the, you know, showing the process along the way would have been uh, a lot more magical to, to, as a selling tool uh, to say like, look, we, went, we were where you were and like, here we are now. Um, and I have some of that, but it's not, you know, it's not piece, it's not piecemeal. So uh, being nine months into it, so I've identified uh, five five pillars to, to, to borrow a term uh, that uh, that we Why can not? that we're <laughs> that we're going to, to stand this uh, franchise up on. And the pillars are parts distribution, uh, so getting better prices for our parts, uh, parts purchasing power, uh, which we've been doing. That that's been moving right along and by the end of the year should be starting to get into full force. We've been putting all the pieces in place to make that happen. Um, so my dad had a, a non-compete with the company that he sold the parts company to. So that ends at the end of the year. Uh, so we will be fully in swing for that. Uh, marketing, uh, the process as a whole, like from you know dealing, the customers dealing with us to, the, uh, to our team members dealing with, our, with, with us, uh, the training, right? Because one of the things about uh, these, you know, aftermarket uh, big rig trucks and, and, and even RVs, there is very little in the way of training. So we, we actually have uh, somebody who has gone through lots and lots of these training programs from the different manufacturers to put together a training program so that we can help train mechanics. Cause that's not like past, like the ITT techs of the world or the Lincoln techs of the world or whatever, there isn't a whole lot there um, to get past like the basic, the very basics and then fleet sales. Uh, so in, in that, in that, uh, in that realm, like we have the people in place already to, to stand up all, I don't know how I got the oh, fleet sales. Is the fifth one. Uh, so yeah, we have the people in place to make all of that happen. Um, and right now I think we're in the process. I think we're about 70% there. Uh, 60, like probably about 70% of the way through, through building out that the marketing, we're just getting started in, uh, rolling out like, like consistent marketing, consistent, um, like sales programs and that kind of stuff. We, we have a marketing director, uh, like I said, the parts distribution, that'll be ramping up starting at the first of the year, uh, training. It's, that is uh, a little lag behind. It's probably only about 10, 15%. It's kind of still in the talking phases of what it would look like. And the fleet sales is actually probably about 
70% of the way there because we, we, that's what we're dealing with is a lot of fleet uh, at our, at our shop. So we're, we're not that far off. I don't know that we're going to make the 18 months. And that was one of the things like, so my, my dad and my sister came to me, like when I announced like the 18 months of franchising, they were like, well, what if we don't make it in 18 months? I'm like, well, that's kind of the point. <laughs> like we, you don't know what's going to happen. Like it's, it's about following the journey. And um, I wanted to do a lot of like video production work here at the same time. Uh, but that got shot down too. I, I think for fear of that, this would turn into like a reality TV show. And I was like, it, the, the franchise portion of this has nothing to do with like the day-to-day operations of it. Um, so it's not about like, Oh, are we going to get this truck done in time? Like, Oh, the customer's really mad or blah, 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 blah. Like that's not, that's, that has very little to do with get, getting the process right, getting the parts distribution in place, the, the uh, the marketing and the training in place. So, okay. Yeah. That's three times. Thank you. You got the, you got the magic word three times. So we'll give you the applause. Uh, I I think uh, uh, you hit the nail on the head, especially with the training aspect of that, because there's been such an emphasis lately on a, a traditional college education that uh, things like uh, automobile and, and truck mechanics are, are hard to find. Uh, I know, you know right. as you mentioned, in, in the RV industry, that uh, uh, they're, they're really difficult to find. Uh, my particular RV is an Integra and has a Cummins engine and a, a Spartan uh, frame. And uh, I, I, you know, I have to go directly to the factory to get competent service on it. So, I, you know, Okay. Well, if you're in Jersey, uh, if you're in Jersey or Philly, tell, you know, we'll come by. I mean, we do generators too. We do a lot of generators, uh, owning generators, uh, specifically uh, fixing like food truck generators and RV generators. So right. if you, you, you know, if you need if, a generator, if, if, if you can like, tap into that market, I think it's a it's a growing market. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, uh, place that uh, uh, National Indoor RV is sponsoring the event I'm on in right now and they're doing a, term, a fantastic job of filling that gap so I, I just want to give them a shout out for sponsoring the event here but uh yeah it, you fill that training gap and and you got you, you're you, you'll have a gold mine i i agree and as i said we have all the people for those five pieces in place so we're um we are well on our way even though we're not as far as long as i would like to think that we should be but you know that's one of the things where it's like you're never as far along as you should be like just like having a tv show you know it's like oh it's not just enough to have a tv show but you know i'm looking at it and i'm like okay things aren't popping off as fast as i would like them to or as i you know as i would imagine that they could so okay how do i fill that time I'll create my own t-shirt line, you know, like, there you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start outlining my next book, like things like that. So it's like, I'm always trying to fit in as much as I possibly, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the question I want to ask is you've shown where you, um, you've talked about where you are and, and how you're going. What has been the biggest obstacles you've run into? Um, The biggest obstacles, 
is I think the amount of change that's come in such a short period of time. Um, so like they, before I, came, you know, came on board, I, I had a talk with the manager here. Uh, he's in his like late sixties and he was like, so on board, like more than like probably any, you know, 60 year old person I've ever met. Uh, well, not ever met. Cause there's, there's a couple, but, but he's in a very small percentage of people that would be like, you know, I I'm at like the end, you know, fourth quarter here. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's do all these changes and let's make it, let's make it happen. Right. Let's go from everybody's on paper to everybody has their own tablets with everything like formatted in that, in that world, customers are getting checked in and it's, it's a faster process in most cases, instead of writing all the VIN number stuff and all the, you know, every single time on a, on a paper card where you don't know where that paper card, like as soon as it leaves the office, you don't know where it's at. It could be in like one of 10 plus locations at any given moment. You have no way of seeing what's, what's really going on uh, in the business uh, at any given moment. So, you know, having, having said all that, like it's, it's a lot of change in a, in a very short period of time. We only just start, even though we've been using that system, uh, the new computer system, since like uh, September, uh, we didn't start billing out of that system, like making invoices and stuff until January 1st. So it's only, we're, you know, we're just in six, month six now. Uh, so it's, I don't want to say it's like the, the clock kind of reset itself, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we, we had to get everybody adjusted to it. And I had to learn too. Like I had to learn, okay, so if we do this, um, this is how this affects this. And then in that process, the computer company makes changes too because it's all online. So they're constantly making adjustments and changes. So having to like adjust to their changes has been uh, a bit tricky too because like I'm constantly having to re-educate people about like, okay, this is the new way of doing it. I know we just changed it from like a little bit ago. Um, and, you know, I'm also was working on getting a, a handbook, you know, where it's like a list of processes that people, you know, can go through. But like I honestly before, I, I think I got like 10 pages into the thing and I stopped because I was like, things are literally changing every single day. Um, it just doesn't make sense right now to, to do it because it's, I mean, there's five of us in an office and like literally every day we're, we're adjusting and tweaking and all that. And I'm thinking like, once we get it to where we understand, everybody understands, then I'll go and I'll write the darn thing. And, and until then I'm just, I'm just kind of spinning my wheels. Holly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you you've got you've got everything down. Let me let me ask you a question. What what are you thinking yeah. down the road you'd like to see this turn into? Um, you know, obviously you've done a lot. You you're moving and you're following the flow, which I totally love because that's that's how we do it. That's how we're more successful when we get our head in the way. It sometimes slows us down. So, um, but you know, let's let's put your head back in there and your heart, maybe some combination thereof. And and what what do you see this in five years? For, for, for Pardo Fleet Solutions or for okay, Super Joe Pardo? Or, oh, no, and there's 10 years. Oh, my God. How am I supposed to think that far okay. out? Yeah, you're not thinking. You're just kind of feeling it. What do you think can happen? Come on, tell us. All right. So as a whole, the whole enchilada yeah. here. Uh, Ooh, I don't know what people enchilada. I know, right? I, actually, I could have had to enchilada tonight for that. Um, <laughs> the whole, they're not even that big. They're very, like, yeah. Um, I would say burrito, the whole burrito, because burritos would be like, I get a like burrito. that. Chimichanga? Yeah. Chimichanga? Yeah. Yeah. There okay. you go. 
pillars of Mexican food. Uh, Fred likes taquitos, so, you know. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I want to – so I want to – let me see. I want to be able to – does that, does that prove – that's food. No, he's trying to flip me off or something, but I'm just blind because I'm so kind and loving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, oh, I forgot. I was supposed to wear a hat during this, aren't I? Like, so I can put this. Yeah. I don't wear. I don't oh, normally right. wear hats. I was just, I'm just thinking about how you said Holly wasn't wearing any hats, and I don't normally. And that just, do people see this video? No, no. That I hope well, not. Actually, I this is uh, being recorded, but that's beside the point. So, uh, that's a shout out to Cummins. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, I totally just forgot to be the hat here. today. I'm just happy to be here. It was one of those great on the, disease. Okay. Oh, thank you. I got it. Yep. There you I'm go. It. What is it? It's a, it's a, it's a Cummins hat. Ah, oh, um, there you go. So, I'm in. So, uh, oh, I feel weird wearing a hat. Um, it's going to ruin the little bit of hair that I have left up there. So 10 years, 10 years out, right? So I, uh, yeah, so let's see. So I, I want to have at least a couple more books, uh, written, uh, cool. the next book I'm going to write is on leadership. So it's going to take like the first three books I did, which were on self-development and kind of, uh, roll that into with some of the stuff that I wrote in sales on save your business, like the leadership aspect, kind of mash it all together and make one professional leadership book but I, I have a few more ideas for books i want to write um the podcast absolutely still running going strong uh 15 years in um i mapcon would be great middle land podcast conference would be great to have that continuing running um awesome. for for 15 years would be <laughs> insane uh let me see the the french uh, you know coaching uh regularly the franchise here, you know, running without me having to be here. I mean, the whole point of me being here is to get it to the point where I don't have to be involved like day to day. Right. And I think that was a, an right. education process for some of the, yeah. Right. Coming <laughs> from the RV. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it, I, you know, I think it's, um, it, it was, it's a bit of a education process on, on the part of the other people that I'm with right now to understand, like to get the, like the, my mindset is to not be a repair shop manager owner kind of <laughs> thing. Right. Like I, you know, from the TV, you know, the, between the TV show, I, I hope that the, the TV show will take off and I'll have been doing it. At least I've done it for five years um, at least. And I want, um, you know, because I think that that's a big part of the trust factor when it comes to selling franchises later on down the line, getting, having that exposure of, you know, people seeing me, knowing me, trusting me, uh, knowing that like, hey, if I screw up, like, I, it's on my head, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I'm not just the guy behind a computer screen that no one ever sees, like, or behind the curtain, like Fred over here uh, with his buttons. <laughs> Uh, but I, I want the to be wizard. The, the, the thing. Yeah. Right. So I want to be the guy that, that's got the, um, you know, the social responsibility, uh, aspect on it. The, the guy that, that's, that's speaking out for, for certain, you know, topics and, um, active like that. So in order to get there, I have to, I have to accomplish these things that are, that are in my way that, uh, you know, the t-shirt business, I, 
that would be that would be so awesome because if you know being able to bring together people is one of the things I love doing. Um, MapCon, even though it, it totally kills me to to run it, you know, a two day event. Um, I would love to be able to do more events like that and and do them for entrepreneurs through the uh, through the the t shirt line. Um, and and like I said, the franchise uh, in ten years, I, you know, if we're as long as we're still growing and we're able to sustain uh, the, the continued growth and support those that need it the most in, in the repair shop, you know, one of, I mean, but here, here's the reality though, right? The reality of the repair shop. I mean, we, in theory, in theory, we are speeding toward an electric future, right? Electric or, or even hydrogen, uh, but probably electric. Uh, and those require a lot less maintenance, a lot less, pretty much everything that we do now. Uh, it's actually incredible the amount of uh, ridiculousness that's in the diesel uh, engines today. It's, I, I could, I could, I could, I've learned so much in the year. I mean, I was, I grew up around truck parts, not trucks themselves. And I've learned so much in the, in the nine months being here of the ridiculousness that, um, that our own government has put these, these poor owners through with the regulations that ha they have on them. Um, but you know, so, um, not to say I don't love the environment. I absolutely do. But the, you know, the, no, somebody with a, with a, with an act that knows what the heck they're talking about needs to like do something about it. So anyway, I, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, and, and I, I want to be able to spend, you know, a lot more time with my family. Um, so I, I don't want to say like, I don't really ever think I'm going to retire, but like I, like, I take the last five years. Um, so look here, people used to say to me, Joe, you're not making any money. You're doing this podcast thing. How much money are you making? And I'd say, hold on a second. If I was in school right now, the first question you wouldn't ask me is, how much money am I making? Now, with that said, by the second year, I was making okay money. Like I was doing building websites because I've been building websites since 96. Like I do a lot of different things to bring in money and to keep my house. Like I said, that's like, number one, don't want to lose like the house I grew up in. It's super important. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think if, um, you know, continuing, continuing to build this, uh, so I don't have to be here continuing to build the things in the team in place to make it so that, uh, I can help as many people as possible without having to pour as much time of my, uh, time of mind in as possible. Love it. Ray? What a beautiful answer. Yay. Oh, thank you. I didn't think it was beautiful. I thought it was me rambling, but, um, but uh, thank you. No, thank you. you weren't rambling. You were just spilling out your heart and letting it bleed. So it was all good. Thank you so much. It's exciting and inspiring to business owners out here that are, you know, coming in with mission-based ideas in, in a world of, of capitalism and consumerism. And uh, I think you hit the nail on the head of how you can put it together. It's really cool. Wait, 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 without, if you don't have capitalism and consumerism, then how do you have, Never mind. go ahead, Ray. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, oh, let's get into that. Let's talk about the atomic bomb so, of how we can take capitalism and collaboration. It's Ray's call. Them together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's loving it. I'm looking I at I want to ask. I mean, you, you got so many things going for you. You got so many things going for you, uh, Super Joe. So, Thank you. the question is 
if someone is interested in one of these things, how would they get a hold of you? No, that's easy. You just go to superjoeparter.com. There you Everything's go. There. Look at that. TV show, MapCon, uh, you know, when the t-shirt line goes live, it'll be plastered up all over there. Uh, you know, every, every, everything's there. All right. So since we're drawing to a close and we've made it through the show with only Ray flipping me off, we will play <laughs> Holly's favorite clip. This is for Holly. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. We have now validated you know Cincinnati again. I, the voice sounds really familiar. Um, obviously remember the show it's WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it, but it was, I think yep. it was on Nick at Night when I was growing up um, for, like, a real short stint, like a real, real short stint. Oh, yeah. So Google Bonus uh, points. WKRP in Cincinnati, Thanksgiving show. That's where Fred and I first really connected because he's Johnny Fever, yeah? <laughs> Bonus points. Do you know the actor's name who actually um, uttered the comment? Me? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. No, Arthur Carlson was the character's name. But what's the actor's name, anybody? No, I don't know. Um, wait, no, we, you know, we can get it. Come on, hold on. Give us a minute. His it's Gordon Jump, for those of you. The big, Google, 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 Google. The big guy. Yeah, but the you actor's name the was guy. Gordon Jump. Enough of this. Gordon Jump. You win. <laughs> one, one thing. Of course. Hey, I know stuff. Super Joe Pardo, award-winning podcaster, startup franchisor, TV show host, although he won't come to California. want to thank him for being on the show today. All right, when you do, you can, you can see my view. We'll do another show here. We do want to have you back on. Um, at, actually, I'd like to, to at regular uh, intervals to he- hear how your franchisor this is, is coming. That and I got a thumbs awesome. up from Holly. All right. We'll awesome. make that happen. I got double thumbs up for it. Yes. I would absolutely. You guys have, and, and lady have been so much fun. Uh, you, you all run a really great show here. Uh, I love the fact Ooh. that it's live. And I love the fact that uh, you have people interacting and asking questions. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think that the people that, uh, can get the most out of this. I hope that they get it in their hands. Not just my episode, but uh, the show as a whole, because like the three of you are just great together. <laughs> we have a good time. And I can tell you, listeners Thanks, have been all it. across the U.S. So it's been a... Yeah. Well, plus awesome. a couple from Europe. Hey, everybody. So, hey. Yeah, international. <laughs> We're international. We're international, yes. Hey, so, I folks, think we need to do a remote show in Europe. Yeah, just saying. Hawaii is good. But outside for power. Can't drive an RV there, but yeah, sure. I'm a block away from the Hawaii Pacific Ocean. Why do I want to go anywhere? I know, yeah. right? Rub no. it in our faces. Just I do. It's all good. So, folks, um, that's all for this week. Make sure you're here next week. We've got another wonderful, actually, next week, another wonderful franchisor. Uh, Have a profitable, enjoyable, and peace and blessings upon you week.
Thanks, Joe, for being on Bye the show. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye, Joe.